Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of the What a Relief podcast, coming live from What a Relief Studios in Times Square. It's your host, Carson Andrew. It is currently Black Friday, November 29th of the year 2019. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Black Friday, I don't have to work today. They gave us the day off. It's not like anybody's really working today. You should see how dead New York City is today. Holy crap, there's nobody on the streets. It's like the apocalypse, bruh. Where'd everybody go? Are there really that many, like, transplants in Manhattan where the city empties out this much during the holidays? It's crazy. You know, I don't have any family, so I don't have anywhere to go for the holidays. Nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. (laughs) Jokes, jokes. I'm going to see them soon, so don't worry, but not right now. I went to get a bagel this morning. Shout out to Hudson Bagels on uh, the corner of 48th and 9th Avenue in the the west side of Manhattan. Uh, I got an everything bagel toasted with jalapeno cream cheese. That shit was delicious. The bagel is literally, it's so fluffy, it's probably like six, seven, eight inches high. It's a very New York bagel. Um, but there was nobody in there, man. And usually that place is swamped. Usually I got to wait like 10, 15 minutes to place my order and get my bagel. It's a very New York scene in there. Usually a lot of hustle and bustle, but today not a single soul, my man. I mean, a couple folks, a couple folks, but, um, yeah, had Thanksgiving yesterday. Nothing too exciting there. Nothing to really report in the podcast. Had dinner with some friends of some family friends. Nothing worth mentioning, really. I love me some stuffing. But, um, yeah, man, you know, walking walking on these New York City streets in the wintertime now, it's freaking cold now, okay? I feel bad for the, the dogs, the New York City dogs. You know, they have to, first of all, they have to piss and shit on the cold cement. How uncomfortable is that? How sad is that? They just gotta sh- be. They just gotta hunch over, all shivering, and they gotta pinch off a loaf right on the cold sidewalk right there. It's kind of embarrassing too. You got people walking by. They're like, "Hey, dude. Hey, I would love a little privacy. Why everybody gotta be looking at me?" So poor dogs in New York City, man. I feel bad for them. Also, like they need more outerwear. It's 30 degrees out. They need more than your little knit sweater you got for $9.99 off of Amazon that wraps around about a third of their back and you think that's enough to keep them warm. Meanwhile, your hipster ass has got like six layers on. You got you got long johns, you got underwear, you got cashmere socks, you got palladium boots, you got a scarf, you got gloves, you got fucking hand warmers. You got a beanie, you got <laughs> you got a, a Canada goose down jacket. Yeah, your little dog who weighs 18 pounds soaking wet. All he's got on is like a little like cotton cotton thing. His belly is exposed. His poor paws. His poor paws got to be on that cold cement. And you're just walking around the city all toasty. Motherfucker shivering. And you only feed him once a day, so he he doesn't have any extra body fat to insulate himself. Huh? 
We need to be, we need stronger animal rights. They need better winter conditions. They need more outerwear. Canada Goose needs to come out with some doggy shoes. Down insulated. Don't you, like, come on. You, what if you were walking barefoot around the city on this cement? Don't you love your dog? If I ever got a dog, they'd have Gucci loafers on, okay? But damn, dude, you know, I thought I thought I was a good person until I went to Taco Bell the other night and they asked me if I wanted to donate 31 cents to charity and I said no. And, you know, up until that point in my life, I thought I was a good person. Um, first of all, I realized I was at Taco Bell. <laughs> You know, at like 1 a.m. on a weekday. Mm, that's not a good sign either. Uh, and then, no, I don't want to donate 31 cents to charity. Leave me alone. I'm here, from some, I'm here for some Diablo sauce and a quesarito. Hold the sour cream. But, um, yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Episode 10, Hell's Kitchen, Times Square, What a Relief Studios. It's your host, Carson Andrew. I'm feeling good today. You know, I always got to work up the energy to, to do this, but I'm always so happy when I do it. When I do record a p -p -p podcast, I love sharing this shit with y'all. You know, like uh, what I've been thinking, like what type, what Carson, what version of Carson should I bring to the podcast? Should it be high energy, funny, loud? Should it be like normal? Like, yeah, dude, what's up? Yeah, man. Should it be bro? Like, dude, bro, dog. Like, bro, 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 dog. Bro, 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 chief, bro, dog. Should it just be like work polite, like cordial? Like, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that you're doing great over there. You know, great job, guys. Should it be like smart Carson trying to talk about like the universe and politics and like business and what it means at its core? Should it be like low-key tired Carson? Like, yeah, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, I think it should be somewhere between normal and high energy, Carson, with sprinkles of the others as well. So I'm just realizing right now as we speak, I probably have a good mix of all of those in this podcast. Um, but I think that's sort of like, isn't it interesting how like you present a slightly different version of yourself around each of the people in your life? It's like you have to mold your personality slightly for each one of your relationships, and that's because each person in your life is unique and they have their own style of communication. They have their own personality. They have their own unique beliefs and ways of expressing themselves. And you're just trying to connect and be as compatible as possible as quickly as possible. So you mold how you interact with each person in your life. Each person, each one of your friends, each one of your family members, each one of your lovers. Hopefully you only have one lover, but you know what I mean? They pull out something different. And you gotta try. You gotta try to pick up on what's going on, and, and try to like you know tweak yourself a little bit, so that you have a uh, harmonious relationship with the person. Harmony is what we're all searching for. So, if you had one wish, what would your wish be? Well, it would be to end world hunger. <laughs> but um. Yeah, man, you know, I think you could think about it as like, oh, you interact differently with siblings and parents and friends and coworkers, but no, it's a little more granular than that even. It goes down to the person. Just think about it, you know? 
I thought it was a pretty cool observation. And maybe you can, if you realize this now, maybe you can, uh, you know, even pick up on that even further and try to like really sink into what that person's all about. Really try to optimize your relationship with that individual. I think this is sort of like stems from um, how to win friends and influence people. This is sort of like an offshoot theme of from that book. Y'all should read that book. I read it a few years ago. It's a great book, but it's basically like people just want to like feel important. They want to feel unique. They want to feel wanted. Um, and the best way to communicate with people is from an uplifting perspective. And this is sort of touching on that. So something to keep in mind, something I, you know, sort of realized recently. It's like, damn, dude, you know, I'm a little bit different with everybody. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. Um, also, I'm fucking happy, guys. I'm happy. Okay? 2019, summer, fall 2019 has been a great collection <laughs> for Carson, Carson Winan. You know? Fuck. I've been happy since I moved up here, more or less. But I'm really happy since... Since I moved on from property out. Um, more mature. In a better place. I've created my own environment for myself. That I really like. You know. I've said no to a lot of shit. I've been picky about a lot of shit. Over the last six years. And that was for a reason. That's to get to this point. Who knows how long this, this stretch of happiness will last. I'll try my hardest to protect it. But. It's sort of been a culmination of a bunch of decisions over the last six years to get here. And I'm fucking happy about that. I'm happy I didn't, I didn't land in a place where I couldn't be happy. It's fucking awesome. And I, I sort of feel like I'm in my prime, man. Having fun in this city makes you feel like you're in your prime, dude. We're doing things. I always wanted to just be doing something. And we're doing it. I'm having fun, got good people in my life, strong relationships. All my friends, I think what makes it even better is that I see that all my friends are happier than they've been as well. When, and that makes it even better. All my friends, we're all a little more settled down now. We're in relationships, we know who we are, we know we have some traction in our careers, we have a sense of being. We know what makes us happy. Things like that. So when you see your homies happy and you're happy, it's like a double, triple whammy, baby. I'm going to look back at these these years in New York City. I'm going to fucking smile, man. I'm so glad I'm here. So I don't know, man. Just keep pushing. Don't settle. Keep pushing until you get to, to a place that you're happy with. You can be uh, verklempt for lack of a better word, about where you are. You can make moves. These are the roaring tens. The roaring tens of the, the year, the 2000s. I think that's awesome. Um, episode, this is episode 10. 
Last episode was episode 9, even though I said it was episode 10, I, I misspoke. But I put the word orgasm in my title last episode. <laughs> and I have some analytics, and that like doubled the views. Now, did those people who came looking for an orgasm video, did they stay on my podcast last episode? Did they stay? Was their attention retained? Did they listen through it all the way through? No. Did they most of them bounce off within a minute? These orgasm searchers? Yes. But the view count doubled, baby. Also, who's searching for orgasm on YouTube, bruh? Okay? If you're doing that, you're probably not in the best place in your life. Orgasm on YouTube? I mean, bro, you're, you're, you're like a few letters off. UJIZ, I think, is what you're looking for, not YouTube. UJIZ.com. Uh-huh. Which is, if we're talking about porn websites, that is seriously inferior to Pornhub. I don't know who's cranking off the UJIZ anymore. You got to go to Pornhub. That's the hub of all the adult content. Um... I don't know. You know, I, have I searched twerking videos on YouTube? Maybe. Yes. Once, once, once. Fuck. But then did I feel really weird about doing that? Yeah. That was a low point in my life. That's probably when I was angsty as fuck back in Florida. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. This podcast is moving quick, man. How many minutes are we at? This podcast is moving quick. We are at 13 minutes. 13 minutes. Okay. Um, also, another thought I had. We're really bouncing all over the place with this one. Talking about you, Jizz, and now we're going to go back to a serious thought. If you want to be loved in a relationship, you have to give the person something to love. You've got to give them enough interest and energy and attention and personality and enthusiasm for them to latch on to. And I think, you know, I'm noticing this with like girls I like. I like the ones that give you something to fucking get into. You know, show me some emotion. Make me feel alive. And then it's like it's easier to love them. We're fucking, we're doing this thing. We're people. We got emotions. We're human beings. We're not just sitting around here. That's why I want to be in a relationship. To feel things. Make me feel things. You know? But in this new relationship, I've been talking about like silly stories from my past. She asked me, tell me a funny story. I'm like, okay, let me think. None of these are these are just wild stories, I guess. But I remember one from when I was living in San Francisco. I went out one night in the marina, which is sort of the more high-end neighborhood on the north of San Francisco near the water. They got a few fratty bars up there. And uh, I went out and started drinking tequila. Whew, with my buddy Christopher Lee. Shout out to Christopher Lee. He's still in San Francisco. And drank too much tequila. Ended up blacking out. And I blacked back in. Getting out of a cab in the middle of the Tenderloin. Which is another neighborhood in San Francisco. 
about, you know, 25 minutes south of the marina. And it's not the nicest neighborhood at all. It's pretty dirty. It's, I'd say there's higher crime there. And I black back in. I'm on these streets like 2 a.m. by myself. What the fuck? feel like I got hit by a, a Brinks truck. Uh, and for this is how drunk I am. I thought I was in New York City. I was looking at the streets in such a messed up state. To me, I thought it was New York City because that that part of town is like slightly more urban. It's like slightly dirtier, slightly more built up. So I was like, oh, New York City, and I'm like, where am I? I got to find a place to to sleep. So I ended up calling my ex girlfriend at the time, who was living in New York, who was living in New York City at the time. Thinking and mumbling to her on the phone, I gotta stay. Where are you? I gotta stay there. I need a place to stay. And she's like, Okay, okay, where are you? Where are you? You am over here. She sent me her address. She texted me her address. And I'm like, Can't figure out where I am. And I can't figure out where her street is because I'm in fucking San Francisco and I'm blacked out. Oh man. So that was mad embarrassing. And I finally, after walking around for probably an hour, I sober up and I realize what's going on. You just like realize that you're not in fucking New York City. You just start the the names of the streets. You start recognizing the names of the streets. And you're like, this is San Francisco. I need to get my life together. What is going on? But um, that was pretty wild and embarrassing. But shouts to her for offering to host me for the night I left my Louis Vuitton wallet in the cab that night real Louis V this ain't no Chinatown shit embossed directly from the store with my initials but uh and then the next day you know I started I I called cab companies I called cab companies trying to get my wallet back because this shit's worth like 500 bucks bruh okay and also has all my shit in it. And that's priceless. My ID and probably an unused condom. But um, I, by a chance of luck, I called the right cab company. I mean, there's probably, how many cab companies are there? You're eventually going to fucking call the right one. There's probably, what, half a dozen at most in the, in, the, in the bay? In the city of Angels? No, that's Los Angeles. In the city of E-40? Yup. Nope. Yup. Nope. Dude's like 50 and a little cheesy, but he's a legend, I guess. They say he's a legend. And that's one of his most recent songs where he goes, Yup. Nope. The ad-libs alternate between yep and nope every single line. Is it cheesy? Yup. Is it kind of, <laughs> is he my favorite? Nope. Um, but where were we? Yeah, cab companies in the Bay. And luckily she, I talked to this woman for a blessing from the heavens. She says, is it brown? Is your wallet brown? We have one here. I was like, yeah, Louis Vuitton got my initials inside. Oh yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. And I go to like this, this like warehouse area where the, like the offices, the corporate offices and they, 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 they park all their taxis there. 
And wouldn't you know it, it's in the office. Can you believe that? Somebody didn't steal my motherfucking wallet at 2 a.m. in the Tenderloin in San Francisco, and they brought it all the way back to the lost and found in the warehouse industrial area in San Fran. I mean, what? And I, 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 um, I fucking found it. What a, what, you know? So, moral of the story is, mm, don't drink tequila. We've already, we've already sort of been over this on this podcast. Watch, watch what you eat for dinner and, and watch how much you drink. Um, also in San Francisco, I used to scooter to work. I used to take a Razor scooter and kick push my way down Mission Avenue to my office about 15 minutes. And uh, I used to work in sales on the East Coast territory. So I'd have to be in the office by like 6 a.m., three hours before 9 a.m. East Coast time because I was calling East Coast time. Yeah, started from the bottom. Now we here. Talk about a shit job. Holy shit. So I would have to wake up at 5 a.m., be out by 5.30, 5.35, and then kick push my way down Mission Avenue. And there's nobody, there was nobody on these streets at that hour. It's just me and my scooter and my little tech hoodie. <laughs> and there, I remember there was a stretch that was like a slight incline. And that part was tough AF, dude. And it was like more of a workout than I wanted to be doing at 5 a.m. in the morning. It was like I was like out of breath and like slightly sweaty when I got into the office and it's just like not ideal. Now the ride home after I pounded out all my bullshit sales and I got to leave a little early at like 3 p.m. because I got in at 6 a.m. And I'm, I'm on my Razor scooter coasting down this motherfucking incline. That was beautiful. Oh, another blackout story you want, you ask? You're asking for another blackout story? This will be the third blackout story on this podcast. We already know about second date blackout. I just told you about Marina blackout. And now we're going on to Ireland blackout. Also known as, well, just let's call Ireland blackout. So my dad and I, we go to a golf tournament in Waterville, Ireland. A father-son golf tournament. There's probably about 150 men there. Probably about 75 father and pairs of father and sons and um this trip is rowdy this is a boy's trip this is a man's trip okay all these guys are happy to get away from their wives and their kids and their regular life a lot of them are coming from europe there's some u.s guys but they fucking put back the guinness lead oh bloody hell i don't know if this is an irish accent but they love to fucking drink oh fuck fucking mate you know, I'm on the links with, <laughs> I'm on the fucking links, oh fuck, oh I cut in the water, I put one in the water in the bunker, put one in the bunker, and then they're like drinking during the golf tournament, what, who are you, do you have blood in your veins or like kryptonite bruh, that's not how I do it, I need my full eight we're walking five miles. There's no golf carts in Ireland. We're walking five miles every day. I'm trying to play good golf. I got to focus a little bit. I'm not out here drinking Guinnesses every other hole. So whatever. Uh, you know, it's a three-day tournament. By the end of the tournament, I'm like a little frustrated that we really haven't partied. You know, we have a little wine for dinner or whatever. But we haven't, we haven't gotten after it after the, like these other Irishmen, these other Europeans 
Um, I'm half Irish, by the way, so I thought, you know, maybe I can, that my DNA is screaming, do it, you pussy bitch. Drink the Guinness, you bitch. The McDonough black side of my heritage is, is, is just aching for a cold one. It's just aching for a pint at the turn. <laughs> it's just aching for a, for a good old ale. Yeah, lassie. Come on back to my cabin and we get to shagging, lassie. But, uh, yeah, so final night. The next day we're taking a helicopter to the airport and then flying back to the United States of America. And, uh, why go after it? Pops goes to bed after dinner because he's a wise one. He's been down this road before. He ain't stupid. But he lets the young buck roam free in the hotel where most of this father-son tournament is staying. In this one hotel. And, uh, we get after it, ye. Oh, lassie. And fuck, dude. I just, I just, you know, it just, just, you just keep drinking just until you, you don't remember anything. That's just what happens. You just keep it going until it's, you're not going. You don't realize you're not going. I remember a lot of wine. A lot of wine, actually. I remember getting wine on these, like, new Banana Republic khakis I had purchased. And I was really pissed about that because I thought they were nice. I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, dude, what a good idea, and I was like at the bar, like, oh, fuck, and the other guys were like, don't worry about it, man, like, uh, who cares, dude, but, uh, yeah, eventually, I'm, I find my way back to the hotel room, I'm like, you know, you know how it's like, sometimes you're like blacked out, but it's like spotty, you remember, you remember, in, you remember little memories within the blackout mess, so I like come in and I'm like, hey, Jay, hey, dad, dad's asleep. Hey, dad, you and he's like car, oh, car. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, dad, I <laughs> what's up? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I really got to go to the bathroom. I really got to go to the bathroom. And I start pissing next to the bed. I don't make it to the bathroom. I start pissing on the floor next to the bed. And he's like, car, what are you doing? What are you doing? So funny. So funny. Wouldn't you know it, though, the next morning we wake up and that was where my laptop was charging. <laughs> I pissed on my MacBook laptop and it didn't work. I broke my laptop. I pissed Guinness on my laptop while in a hotel room with my dad. Now, that's a good memory, baby. That's a good memory. Um, yeah. So, you know, these are some of the stories I've, I've, I've rekindled from my memory banks, uh, you know, when, when I'm meeting a, a new person here, uh, a non-judgmental person, it would obviously have to be. But funny shit, man. You know, there's another story involving my dad at Yale. There was a golf tournament. I was at a, I was at a golf, I was playing in a golf tournament. And uh, he was watching me and my girlfriend of the time was watching me and that was really nice. They were following me around, hit the links and whatever, the, the round was over. We went back, we said bye. She and I went back to my room. I had a room that faced the courtyard of the dorm I was in. I had windows that were sort of open to the courtyard with blinds, blinds though. She and I get to, you know, making sweet, sweet love after the round of golf. <laughs> as uh you know young college kids do hormonal 
sexual college kids get to bumping uglies. And, um, you know, this was like five minutes after, like three minutes after Pops left. We say goodbye and we just hop in the sack, if you will. And um, he knows where my room is. He forgot his umbrella or some shit. He like left this umbrella in my room or something like that in the morning. And he like sticks his head in through the window to be like, car, can I grab that real quick? And meanwhile, me and my girl are doing our thing. Fully naked. Not even like she left her top on or like I couldn't get like, you know, my fucking hat off or something like bump like naked. And he takes his head in and I'm like, whoa. He's, and he's like, whoa. I'm like, dad, no, no, dad, no. And that was way too much. That was that was the, that's the whole story. We never really spoke about it again. Uh, but uh, yeah, smirky, funny, funny, funny shit right there. Huh. Um, it is 1236. I am going to meet up at Raku for lunch. In Soho today. So looking forward to that. Um, there's also another similar story, like a, a silly sexual story like that from college where my mom... My sister and my other girlfriend, my, my previous girlfriend that I was dating for a couple months while in college, freshman year. She was still in high school in Florida, senior in high school. I was freshman in college. She came up with my mom and sister to visit me. And, um, you know, we're walking into my dorm room. I pull out my wallet to pull out the key card to get into the building and a condom falls out of my pocket right in front of all three of us and i'm like oh no oh. at the time i'm like you know 18 or 19 that's mad embarrassing yo in front of mom and sis and girlfriend right there who they know i'm gonna use it on who it was intended for come on that's mad embarrassing yo and i proceed to like i mean we're all laughing we're laughing because we're chill as fuck I proceeded to like run up the stairs, like laughing, like embarrassed. It was fine. It was fine. It was funny. Um, also that day, they're like, what do you, mom, mom, mom was like, what do you guys want to do? What do you guys? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Let me show her around my dorm for a second, mom. Mom, let me, let me catch up with her a little bit, mom. You know, can we have some alone time, mom? Want to show her around, mom, wink, wink. And mom was cool enough. She she got it, you know. She went and napped for a little bit at the hotel room while I was uh, getting reacclimated with my girl. Funny shit, man. Funny shit. Um. Yeah, I have some business thoughts here. You know how I do these podcasts. Is anything that pops into my head that's that I feel like is is worthy of retelling in the podcast i write down in my notes app in my phone and then i pretty much just like reorganize those thoughts when i want to go do a podcast i have some business thoughts here i'll read it verbatim business people are a bunch of idiots lol and now that's aggressive so many documents and processes 
Does anyone think independently? Where's the common sense? Now, okay, that's dramatic. That's a little impatient, I would say. But it's like, God damn, how many little decimals you're going to push around? How many little slides do you got to create? It's X, Y, and Z. Let's execute, guys. It's easy. It's right in front of you. Why are you overcomplicating things? And I feel like that many times in business. A lot of like overanalyzation. I mean, like you got to aim before you fire, right? You got to hit the target. I get it. But like, it's you got to take action, guys. It's all about speed. You're getting, you're getting caught. You're getting um, caught up in the verbosity. Is that a word? Verbosity. The verbosity of your thoughts. Let me let me see. Verbosity. Yeah, it is. The quality of using more words than needed. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Goggle. Thank you, Goggle. And um, so that was one business thought. Another business thought I had is having e- an easy money source is a gift and a curse. Like having money around, obviously it lets you do things, but it also presents the opportunity to lose that money. It's a risk as well. Having that much money is also a responsibility, a burden, a risk. You know, you can... It, it, you, you can... My uh, my video just died. Sorry about that. For everybody watching the video, I didn't fully charge the thing, but we'll keep it pushing here. If you have all that money, it lets you pursue things maybe you shouldn't pursue. You know, you don't have to be as crafty, scrappy. You don't have to necessarily only uh, go after the, the 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 activities that yield the highest ROI. Um, and I think that's sort of like what's affecting the macro economy with low interest rates and money being so cheap is that like investments can be made that don't necessarily, that aren't the most productive. You can make investments in things that aren't the most productive, that don't produce the highest ROIs. And you sort of get like this, you know, this, this lack of real growth, um, that we're currently experiencing. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of waste can happen at these, you know, unicorn venture capital funded firms or just, I don't know, anybody with extra cash flow. You don't necessarily need to spend it, peeps. You don't necessarily have to just bring on more shit. Think about profit. How about that? Think about efficiency. Um, The next business thought here is the world is so judgmental uh, in the sense that it doesn't give you much flexibility to change your career path. Like, your past in, in, in the corporate setting, it's just like your past is so heavily scrutinized. It's like, what's your experience, your experience, your experience, experience, experience. (laughs) We need four to six years of experience in this field, particularly this one skill. And it's like, whoa, you're putting like way too much weight on that. How about just like general intelligence? You know, it's taken so literally your past. Like everybody's role is just, it's not, it's not as complex as it seems. Everybody can just do work. Okay. Everybody can learn a little bit on the job if need be as well. Well, you're in email marketing. You don't think no, somebody can't learn email marketing. Fuck. You know, you're in operations. Like, I don't know, man. I feel, I feel like in, in hiring, I would value the person's entrepreneurial spirit, their scrappiness, their general level intelligence, slightly more than uh, ex- just experience alone. He could have been doing a shitty job at those other roles. 
that came before this role. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be amazing. Come on, guys. Think independently here. Holy shit. Um, and then, like, more of a broad thought that popped into my head is the feel, the feeling of, like, always jostling for position and, and jostling for the next move in your life, it rarely ever dis- disappears. It's like when I when this this feeling first started happening, like let's just say like right out of school in San Francisco, I thought it was sort of a temporary thing. Like like these life choices were the last ones I was ever going to have to make. You know, like I just need to make these few choices to get right on track. And it's I don't know how to make these choices because I'm fresh out of school and like things like that. But nah, dude, they're they're continual something you face continuously. Um, you're always thinking about your options. Um, you're always faced with choices and and problems and opportunities as well. So it's interesting. I don't know what conclusions to draw there necessarily. I don't know. The only thing that's certain is uncertainty. That's a rap line I have. Um, that's kind of true. I guess that's, yeah. Yeah, guys, I hope y'all doing well. You're really good people. I'm, I mean that. I love each and every one of you, you know? You know? Um, I'm probably going to just title this episode Orgasm, see how many views I get. Because it seemed to work last episode. It seemed to trigger the uh, algorithm. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But uh, please like and subscribe. My pops is calling me. I think this is a good opportunity to hop off this podcast. I'm going to go get lunch in Soho. Uh, And I love you, man. It's a sunny day out. We're healthy and we're in our prime, right? I'm in my prime. Let's keep it going, baby. Life, Life is the shit. I'm in my prime, baby. Peace, love, and booty grease. Adios.